It is a doomsday that is foretold in the Mayan calendar, the Chinese oracle of the I Ching, even an internet-based prophetic software program. 2012, a date that is prophesied as the end of the world. But is there any science behind this dire prediction? Could ancient oracles truly predict the future? The answer could affect us all, because history shows a surprisingly good track record for those who say doomsday is almost here. Be advised that this show is not for children, the faint of heart, or the easily offended. The explicit tag is there for a reason. is Cognitive Dissonance. Every episode, we blast anyone who gets in our way. We bring critical thinking, skepticism, and irreverence to any topic that makes the news, makes it big, or makes us mad. It's skeptical, it's political, and there is no welcome, Matt. Cecil, I, I gotta start the show today with a little reminder. Now, we're, we're going into, this is gonna be our uh, uh, New Year's episode, um, as we transition from 2011 to 2012, while that may seem entirely arbitrary and par for the course, let's all remember that 2012 is the last year. So use your vacation time wisely. <laughs> I've been saving it up. <laughs> I've been saving it up for years at this point. And now I'm ready to just take the entire year off. I was going to do it last year because I was pretty convinced by Harold Camping, but I decided to wait. And a lucky thing I did because I'm very happy to spend all my time this year waiting for the December. That's, you know, not going to happen at this point. Well, you know, Cecil, actually, you and I got together yesterday and uh, you you were making a, some comment about, you know, you work for a university and you were hoping to get a certain day off because that would give you from December 21st to the new year. Right, right. I don't think you have to worry about coming to work. I'm just throwing that out there. I think if... And next year I don't have to come to work from December 21st till the new year, whether or not the world ends. <laughs> uh, so we got a great show for you. We've got lots of really annoying and ridiculous stories we can go over and uh, mock mercilessly. I think the first one we've got to start with is uh, Hugo Chavez. <laughs> Made some really well-informed awesome. comments, as he often does. Um, Hugo Chavez hinted at a U.S. plot to infect left-wing politicians of South America with cancer. <laughs> Are you fucking kidding me? We have had, Tom, a long history of fucking murdering people in South America yes. to, to when we want people to take power yes. and things like that. There is no need for a cancer gun right. when you have a real fucking gun. Because cancer is just like, like, cancer is like, okay, well, I'll inflict him with cancer, and then maybe he'll go to chemotherapy, and he might get better, he might get worse. 
if you, uh, you know, there's no getting better from a bullet through the eye. There's just no, ask Osama bin Laden. Yeah, he's l- unlikely know? to recover, admittedly. Yeah, he's unlikely yeah. to answer that question, right. it turns out. <laughs> and also, look at the picture of Hugo Chavez here. Doesn't he look like somebody took their thumb and painted a face on it? <laughs> like, what? look at his face. He has a giant roast of a face. That guy is eating well. well that's all I, I'm yeah, saying. Yeah, I know. That's my first thought is like, really? Because, you know, buddy, it doesn't look like your body's a temple. Look, I, you know, I'm not going to sit here and pretend that uh, I'm running a fucking marathon when I get off this podcast. Oh, yeah. Oh, no, no, no. I'm not. I can't even walk to the door. Are you kidding me? (laughs) I I get exhausted changing the channel to a marathon. You know, I'm like, oh, my God. (laughs) Click. (sighs) You know, fuck that. But, you know, if if I got cancer of the being fat, I would be like, hmm. Didn't surprise me how fat. Hugo <laughs> Chavez. You know, if we had a cancer gun, like, how does that even work? You're like, pew, 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 <laughs> cancer. And, like, somebody, like, runs away. Like, ha, ha, ha. I gave him a disease that will eventually maybe possibly kill him. We already <laughs> have a cancer gun. It's called the sun. <laughs> <laughs> That's your cancer, right? Give me a break. Like, what are we thinking about here? And this is the, 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 the most terrifying thing is this is fucking par for the course for leaders in our world. I know. This is, this is the kind of idiocy that these people think up, and they run giant countries. Well, that, yeah. Yeah, Venezuela. Big, big fucking country. Major, major world. I mean, b- becoming a, a, a more and more significant power. And uh, one of the one of the most significant powers in South America, and he thinks we've got a cancer gun. Although I'm being unfair because I he didn't actually say cancer gun. He said no, U.S. He said, plot. Yeah, and you know you could you could have like could be a but, cancer tic tac any delivery right. method. <laughs> I'm not. Cancer I'm tic-tac. speculating. That's the worst flavor That's of tic tacs, by the way. Is the cancer only tic-tac. two calories? It tastes like tumors. You're just like ah tumors. <laughs> That's terrible. <laughs> Yeah, I'm speculating as to the delivery method of cancer because you can't give somebody cancer. There is ways to do it, you know, expose them to things in which they would get cancer from, like, you know, fucking bury some fucking radiation near them or something. Like asbestos, like you just like walk up to me like asbestos face, you know, just like like fucking (laughs) weave some asbestos in all their clothes. Just seems like a lot of work when you could just shoot them. Right. Because that's what they normally do is just shoot them. Yeah. That takes fucking 30 cents. It's a 30 cent bullet at max. Well, you know, let's let's even go so high as to say, let's say you were using like a 50 cal or something. Because you want to get that done from a distance. I think we can afford the like three bucks. And you know. nobody cares. Like that's the right. thing that he doesn't understand is that when somebody gets shot down there, there's no uproar. There's no uproar because because they always come in and they they like there's been this I don't know if you've ever heard of them the School of the Americas have you heard of that yeah. Tom mm-hmm. um that that sort of thing is like they've been overthrowing governments like changing fucking leaders around like fucking kings on a fucking chessboard for years they've been doing that right and there's never any uproar because nobody cares <laughs> well, I mean, I the people that, care. that live there care <laughs> the people that live there care but nobody here cares you know what i mean like nobody here cares enough right. to stop it from happening so it just happens and then presidents will be like hey that fucking guy's being uncooperative time for him to go book and visit mr gray <laughs> <laughs> this is the worst visit ever <laughs> <laughs> mr grave doesn't bring any good presents 
Yeah, I will just end this with Hugo Chavez is fat. That's <laughs> what I'm saying. Like, I mean, Hugo Chavez, big, you know. Hugo Chavez looks like a thumb. Yeah, that is my I answer. I am unsurprised. It is not a cancer tic tac. I don't want the chemo tic tac either because that, that's not. Yeah, that's not a delicious. It's no. actually they actually sell them. They're the orange ones that I can't understand why anybody would buy. Oh yeah. Anyway. <laughs> I think you'd almost rather have chemo than those orange fucking Tic Tacs. Oh, yeah, those orange Tic Tacs. They That's don't like, freshen your breath. They just taste like shit. They taste like baby aspirin. <laughs> <laughs> like, I remember going as a kid, you'd get the fucking orange aspirin. Mom would be like, you got to take an aspirin because you got a headache. You'd be like, I'd rather have the headache. Yeah, right? You're all sick. Oh, be nice. Oh, my son doesn't stand a chance. The whole world's gone gay. Oh, my God. What's happening now? We work hard. We play hard. So the Archbishop of Chicago, our fair city, Cecil, uh, is under some fire for comparing gay pride parade to the Ku Klux Klan. Uh, this was a well-informed comment as well. Uh, way to go, buddy. So Chicago has one of the largest gay pride parades in the nation. Um, basically, it's just a bunch of hoopla and floats and daring do. <laughs> they, they were going to go past uh, a church, uh, Mount Carmel Church, and uh, it would have interfered with services. Since the parade would have gone past their building and interfered with services, um, they are then a white supremacist group responsible for lynching and hate crimes, if I have the logic right. You, you do. Um, I think he fucking Godwinned himself there, yeah. didn't he? I mean, he, didn't. he might as well just been like, well, it's a fucking Hitler parade. It, it, I, what? I, <laughs> you, at some point, you're just like, really? I mean, I understand that you're the archbishop. You're not in touch with reality, right? I'm looking at a picture of this guy right now. <laughs> this is not a man who has a relationship with reality and the real world. He, <laughs> he dresses like a bad superhero, right? You, you expect him to, like, leap off a tall building and, and catch criminals dressed like this. It, it, you're the archbishop of whatever the fuck. It's ridiculous, man. So I don't expect you to, to understand how the world works. You don't know your way around a vagina. You know, I'm not... I'm not giving hey, now, you a whole hold on. lot. Of a lot of creeps. gay people don't know they're wearing a vagina either. <laughs> well, the lesbians do. Well, yeah, but <laughs> this guy, this guy doesn't know his way around normal fucking human relationships either. Right. You know, like whether it's gay or straight, right. he doesn't know his his way around that relationship. He has a great relationship with an imaginary friend who tells him to wear a fucking big old belt. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah. The, the, so. I mean, honestly, I, pretending that you, as the Catholic Church, are being victimized by the gay, uh, the LGBT community because, uh, you know, some people are going to be going past church and you might have to skip services or postpone services to a later hour. Um, that's fucking absurd, you asshat. You're the fucking Catholic Church. You're worth $15 billion. You control, you have your own country. You, you have the Vatican, man. I mean, like, you have effectively your own country. Well, I haven't been to Gaylandia, right? <laughs> you're, you're not the one here who's victimized, you Tom, stupid Tom, you wouldn't be shit. invited to Gaylandia. Oh, come on. <laughs> I just want to ride the ride. 
Um, I'm just uh, a tourist What I want to say about this, though, when you mention the guy's outfit, I have to agree. I think this outfit is fucking spectacular. I think it'd be right at home, personally, at a gay pride parade, to be honest, I mean, straight away. Well, this is like the people, I think, who get mad. Like, this is this seems to me to be like the people who get mad that there's like a Black History Month. Right. I don't know if you've ever heard that. Like, yeah. why is there a Black History Month? There's no White, there's no History, white History Month. month. Motherfucking, there's fucking 12 fucking months are fucking White History Month. All the months. All the months are White History Month. They get, they designate one. You know, it's just like this. It's like they designate one day for people to be like, hey, it's, we're gay. We're here. We're queer. We're staying. We're not going anywhere. We're out of the fucking closet now. And then they want to be like, oh, you can't do that. These people have a parade now. Pretty soon they're going to have a whole week. After that, they're going to have rights. They're going to have you a can't month. can't have that. Mm. <laughs> Have to recognize them as human beings. The church has made enough sacrifices already, <laughs> and and that's and that's exactly it. They play the you play the victim yeah. card, and then you get suddenly these special rights. People will be like, "Oh, well, you're a victim. You're a victim." No, the pe- these people are victims. They're the victims who get. There's a reason why they have to have an awareness parade every year. <laughs> yeah, I never seen like the Catholic Pride Parade. Right? That's called church. You do that once a yeah. week. Yeah, you do that shit once a You're week. You're already dressed in your float regalia. I can... <laughs> Ridiculous fucking human being. He's going to sit in the dunk being. tank later. He's going to be... <laughs> this next story, uh, this next story comes from TulsaWorld.com, uh, and... Uh, this is a story about a, a mother of four who got uh, caught in pretty serious crime. She sold uh, $31 worth of pot. And as a result, she will spend the next 12 years in jail. 12 years in jail. That is fucking absurd. Uh, if you want to read a story that describes perfectly why the war on drugs is both unnecessary and harmful... Um, to both society and the individual. I don't think you could do better than this story. Look, you see that there's a line in here where she, she receives her 12-year sentence, Tom, and then it says her mother received a 30-year suspended sentence. So she could take care of the kids while her daughter's in jail. And once her daughter comes out, her mother goes to jail. That's outrageous. For pot? And, and what, what kind of weird measurement is $31? I, I don't know. I've never heard have to of bring anybody. change? You know, Cecil, <laughs> I've never heard of anybody buying $31 in pot. Maybe they're putting taxes on right. it. It was a $30 bag. <laughs> like, a bag of, you go to yeah, see your I dealer, don't... there's a gas surcharge now. He's like, hey, I met you. Times are tough. It's like three thirty nine a gallon. <laughs> you know, I mean, the 30 bucks that just covers overhead. You know, you got to hook a brother up with some expense yeah. money here. <laughs> the fuck? Yeah, this is in a perfect example of why the war on drugs is fucking stupid. And what are we doing for 12 years, Tom, for 12 years as taxpayers, we're going to be supporting this person. Right. You know, they talk about, you know, you hear all the people, uh, the the sort of far right people when they talk about how, oh, people are, you know, fucking the welfare system and they're stealing from the government. You have these people who are on welfare and on disability and on social security when they shouldn't be. And they're stealing from us and we're the hardworking guys and they're out there. But you know what? A shitty fucking prison system does the exact same thing. Yeah. These people, we have to support. I have to, we have to pay for her meals every day. We have to pay for her electricity, for her heat. She has to live in a place where she might, she very well might get hurt, and then I have to pay for her medical care. Right. Well, let's let's be reasonably conservative. 
And let's imagine that it costs um, $30. Let's, you know, let's say it costs $31 per day to house this woman. Um, And we're going to house this woman 365 days a year for the next 12 fucking years. And and we're gonna pretend that we're getting a good deal out of this. Yeah. That that what what I got I got a mother of four off the streets because she was selling a little bit of pot. I mean, we're the the cost the social cost is four thousand three hundred and eighty times greater than the cost of her offense the thirty one dollars worth of pot and it's pot. Yeah. You know she wasn't selling like bazookas filled with cancer. <laughs> She was selling the Hugo Chavez. Yeah, right? <laughs> she was selling pot. Like, what's the worst case scenario? Somebody's like, yeah, and then I got that pot, and then I smoked it, and then I was a little hazy, and I ate some Doritos. <laughs> I took a nap. Right. And then later. And I watched Cartoon Network for three right. hours. <laughs> later, I wasn't high anymore, and yeah. then nothing else happened. <laughs> right? And then I went to work. Right. What the fuck? Doing one of the various things you can do without being drug tested in this country. <laughs> it's just crazy to me to think that this woman is going to spend 12 years in jail. Like, her kids are going to be she's, – she's got kids that range in age from four – oh, I'm sorry. She's got kids that range in age from two to ten. Yeah, well, two to ten. And, you know, let's say, let's say six years, right? Because the best you could do probably is half time. You know, you get a 12-year sentence. Good behavior is like half time. So six years. The best you could do is six years later. Right. Your kid's fucking sweet 16. The fucking quinceanera is coming up. <laughs> I mean, there's, there's just, there's no, there's no way to justify um, either this story or honestly, the, the, the current war on drugs makes no sense. Just makes no sense as it's being applied. It makes no sense whatsoever. Well, and, and, and pot is one of those things that I think. I think of the drugs that we that we have that are legal, alcohol being one of them. I think pot is much less dangerous than than alcohol. I don't smoke pot, but you know, I I certainly wouldn't wouldn't frown on anybody doing something like that. I think that the reason why people, you know, there's there's a lot of reasons why it's still it's still, you know, considered bad, but you know, pot is cheap to fucking grow. You could have people growing it and making money off of it in industry. It could be an industry in this country. You suddenly cut out the entirety of all the fucking black market stuff. Because, you know, have, here's an example of something like that. You keep the prices relatively moderate. Like, how much is it for to buy a pack of cigarettes, Tom? Right now, to get a pack of cigarettes in Chicago, that's 20 cigarettes. Uh, it's 9 bucks. Now, I know it's cheaper other places, but let's just go with Chicago here. Nine bucks for a pack of cigarettes. I don't know of any black market cigarettes. Right, exactly. I don't know of any place in which I'm walking down the street and somebody's like, hey, man, you want to buy a pack of cigarettes for $6? Right. Nobody's doing that, right? Nobody's growing their own tobacco, rolling it up and fucking processing it, putting a filter on it, packaging it in a box, wrapping it in a cellophane, and selling it on the side of the street. Nobody's doing that. So nobody would do that with pot either if it was moderately priced. Right. They would just be like, well, there's nothing we can do to it. And they could tax the fucking ever-loving shit out of yep. it. Yeah, and people would clearly pay for it because they're already paying black market prices for it. The black market prices are automatically inflated prices. 
because you know it's not a it's not a free market it's a restricted market it's a market that is is under a tremendous amount of pressure that increases dramatically the cost for you know production distribution so people are already paying costs which are well in excess of what a free market would be able to generate for this thing for for this for this service yeah so there's a tremendous amount of profit you don't even have to lower prices. You can continue to gouge people the way that they are already used to getting gouged. And they just would be like, hey, I got gouged for pot, but I got my pot. Yeah, and exactly. I'm not going to go uh, to jail would, for 12 fucking years. They would pay a premium for that. Right. They'd be like, fuck, man, double the price, $61 for a fucking bag of weed that used to cost $31. Right. <laughs> They're like, awesome, fucking sign me up. And then think about it this way. Suddenly you don't have to bust people for pot, so all that money for law enforcement is a net savings. Absolutely. And then, you know, you've got all those people, all, all, all the, the, the drug money that goes to help finance organized crime and gangs. And let's not pretend that that's not significant and real. Prohibition, anybody? When, as soon as you make things illegal, you generate a market and that, that right. market funds illegal activity because you've made the activity that funds them illegal. I mean it's a, it's a vicious cycle. So you know, you, you'd basically be taking money away from uh, an organized crime and gang activity. You'd be preventing people like this from having to go to jail for, I don't know, more than a fucking decade. Yeah. It's, it would be it's cheaper. A, it's just – yeah, it's it's just cheaper. It's just you know, just just rationally, it's just cheaper. And then also, you know, look at this poor woman is stuck here forever for no reason. For no reason. Right. There's there's nothing. Nobody got harmed in the making of that fucking joint. Right. <laughs> because like, let's be honest. Like, the, the, people are still smoking it, and the world has not collapsed. People right. are not like. It, it's not like everybody who smokes pot wakes up and is like, oh, I smoked pot last night. As a result, my wife left me. I lost my job. I have no money, and my arms fell off. Also, I live in a world called Reefer Madness. <laughs> in the name of Jesus, we speak that. ultra-Orthodox in Israel seem to be going a little batshit crazy with regard to their restrictions on women and their uh, imposition of their ultra-Orthodox views. I think they've gone. I don't think they're going anywhere. I think they've completely gone at this point. Yeah, I don't know if the beard has gotten to them. Yeah. You know. <laughs> it's a strain on the brain. <laughs> it's exhausting. To Pulling my face so tight. Maintain that much hair. <laughs> it itches constantly. <laughs> But, uh, you know, ultra-Orthodox community, I read this story. Um, this is a story from uh, Spiegel Online International. And as I'm reading this story, I can't help but think, um, as, as these uh, fringe group of uh, ultra-Orthodox Jews um, try to make uh, serious inroads and uh, become more influential in the society in, in Israel, I can't help but, but draw that comparison to the nutjob fundamentalists here. Who right, are right. a fringe group. But unfortunately here we've allowed them their voice. We, well, everybody gets a voice. We've allowed their voice to be stronger than numerically it should be. Right. And um, as a result we've become held hostage politically and otherwise 
to a relative minority of complete fuckwits. And I hope so much that that does not happen in Israel with these yahoos who are throwing stones at young women for wearing skirts that are too short. I like this one. There's, I'm going to quote directly from the article. And now this is from Spiegel Online International is where we're getting this story. This, see, this, is, this happens on a bus, okay? The, 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 a man comes up to this woman and says uh, that she needs to comply with the unwritten prescribed Unwritten rules prescribed by the ultra-Orthodox Jews in Israel, and it decrees which which uh, and the decree is requires women to sit at the back of the bus or use a different pedestrian routes or sidewalks that than men do. Your fucking decree subjugates women, and they should just be fucking fine with that. Right. They should just be like, "Hey, man, you know what's fucking awesome is those ultra-Orthodox. They really put you in your place." Yeah, no kidding. It's. It, I mean, a- any. Any religion, and most of them do this, but any religion that automatically tries to create uh, difference and separation and strife between the genders and declares that one gender is not the equal of the other, I mean, fuck you. It's 2011. It may eventually become 2012. Maybe that, even 2013 that, no, I don't know about 13, Tom. We're pushing it with 13 here, so. This is a ridiculous, antiquated worldview, and it's unacceptable. And, you know, this woman basically told this guy to get fucked and did not sit at the back of the bus. And they fucking called her a whore? Yeah, and not just and not just him either. Like it says, she had no intention of abiding by the edicts and refused to move. And because uh, the back of the bus was stuffy, which, you know, she doesn't have to fucking move anyway. The man immediately began insulting her. Calling her a whore. And others quickly join in the harassment. If you're on a bus full of fucking idiots that are going to call you whore, Jesus, where are you at that that happens? Where suddenly you decide that you want to sit where everyone else sits and how everyone else sits. And somebody says, you can't do it because my fucking 4,000-year-old book says no. Because (laughs) somehow they fucking guessed how buses would work back then. Right, right. I actually actually doubt that it's in. Where's the fucking verse on buses? Where's that verse? (laughs) Buses 21-6. Where's the verse? (laughs) And whence thou motored carriage shall takest thou? What the fuck? No, no, no. You know the thing is that it's it. it the, the verses are basically, and lo, women are not people. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly you know. It. And so that is the excuse for this kind of misogynist bullshit. And uh, and that's all it is. It's this is misogyny first, religion second. Sure, it's fucking justification for you being an ass. Right. Exactly. Call some woman a whore. Good. I'm glad she didn't get to the back of the bus. You know, there's a long history of people not getting to the back of the fucking bus. And guess where they sit now? Where the yeah. fuck they want? <laughs> this dude's got to pay money too, which is awesome. I'm happy. I know. He, he lost. He like got arrested. Yeah. Stupid shithead. Where the fuck do you think you live, man? Like it, ridiculous. It's fucking, fucking ridiculous. Jeez, it's like he's going back in time. You, 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 yeah, right. It's it's not even where do you live. It's when do you live? Yeah, exactly. When do you live? You fucking Paleolithic asshat. Although their outfits are not nearly as cool as the Cardinals' <laughs> outfit. I got to admit, I just don't like the derby with the suit thing they have. I just it's not nearly as cool as the big red sash with the beam. They don't look like superheroes at all. They what they, they look like is sidekicks. <laughs> and with a name like Ultra Orthodox, you should think they'd be superheroes because they're ultra something. 
Yeah. One would think as soon as you add ultra to that thing. Actually, I, you know, to be honest, like if you've got a worldview that's ultra something, yeah. maybe you ought to reconsider. You should. You should. You're just like, you know where I'd like to be? As far to the end of the spectrum as possible. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not willing to concede any middle ground at all. That seems in keeping with my reality. That seems, no, yeah. I've never encountered a position where I've had to compromise, so I'll be the ultra thing. I wish, I do wish that other religions use the same terminology, though, so we could have a standard, like a metric system for how crazy you are religiously. You know, because right now it's like, well, you got fundamentalists, and then you know you've got like evangelists, and then you've got the, you know, that's on the Christian side, and then you've got like the, you know, the, the, there's there's radical Muslims, and you know, and then there's ultra orthodox Jews. We all need to get on the same page. There needs to be a a fucking metric system for how crazy religious you are. And I like ultra. It should be like ultra, and then mega. And, you know, I mean, like, we need to have, and they should all be. We got to have a giga. Eventually, when the giga comes about, you're fucked. I'm tetra-orthodox. Oh, shit, the bed. (laughs) Holy fuck. He's going to, one, if he levels up, he becomes God himself. Jesus, he's, he's three experience points away from rapture. (laughs) Uh, I think this kind of, this is very important. I want to talk very briefly about American exceptionalism and then apply it very directly to one example of how big the change needs to be. Despite the fact that our current president has managed to avoid explaining on at least four occasions that we are endowed by our creator, the fact is what makes American exceptionalism different is that we are the only people I know of in history to say power comes directly from God to each one of you. Speaking of ridiculous, Newt Gingrich, Commission on Religious Freedom, I actually read his little uh, uh, 12-page presidential commission bullshit. Um, This is not a thoughtful thing. I read through this thing in its entirety the other day. Um, This is not a thoughtful, well-considered thing at all. Um, Newt Gingrich has got basically a crusade against judges, a crusade against the LGBT community, a crusade against uh, religious liberties and your right not to have any religious affiliations and he in his you know day one proposal like when i get in office please don't let that happen when i get in office on day one this is the way i'm going to roll back america to the stone age and you know this is part of his his plan and see so there were three things in this article which were outlined yeah there's a there's like a small list of these things and you said it was a 12 page yeah 12 point mission statement and i i went there thinking it was a joke like I went I, – like I somehow got there. It was like a PDF somewhere online. And I went there thinking I'm like, wait, is this – is somebody kidding around? Because I think that the way it was like – it was like worded at the top just felt like it was like a joke. And then I started reading. I was like, oh, no, this is like real stuff. This is, this is his plan for America. And I always wonder too, Tom, this is always one of the things is these presidents always come in with these big ideas. Like we're going to do this and we're going to do that. We're going to fucking roll back fucking America to the fucking Amish times. <laughs> I'm an outlaw the zipper. This, <laughs> 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 Buggy whips for everyone. Um, but we never – it never happens because I think that you know they're just – the checks and balances sort of keep them there. So right. I feel like – even though there's this crazy shit that these people spout. And let's not forget that nearly everyone on the Republican side in the nomination pool right now is saying something crazy. Yes. There's a level of crazy to them that is, you know, it's, it's gradations, but there's a level of crazy to them. 
But I don't feel like uh, there's a danger of this happening, even if, you know, by some fucking miracle, and it would have to be divine intervention at this point, that Newt Gingrich got elected. Well, I don't, I don't feel like it's something that could ever happen. See, I got to say, though, first of all, I, I don't think it would be a divine miracle that Newt, Newt Gingrich would get elected. I, there's no other candidates that are – I mean, it's, it, it's not like – all the candidates are doing very poorly. It seems to me that they're all doing poorly. One of them has to get elected. I mean, to to the nomination, you know, not please not to the presidency, but yeah, you know, but yeah, sure, you know, Newt Gingrich, uh, will he be able to get this done? I don't think so because I read through this, and uh, a lot of it's unconstitutional. I think right, right, and you know, I know he's got this thing against judges, but they can strike down. Means you you cannot pass a law that doesn't get past the Supreme Court. Court just like mm, it's not a thing. You can't do that. Yeah. We have protections in place that have been around for a couple hundred years. We're sort of fond of them. We call them the Constitution. No, stamp, boom. So, you know, there are some things he can do by executive order, um, which aren't laws. And so I'm not sure if they are subject to constitutional review um, or judicial review. But I, I have to imagine they're at least open for challenge. Um, you, you know, a lot of this memo that he put out um, or this proposal, I should say, that he put out um, basically went back to saying, like, hey, look, there's no real such thing as a separation of church and state. He makes yeah, that's that what argument. It comes back to. And, uh, yeah. and that's just not the case. I mean, w- we have established case law that, that verifies that it is the case that there is an established uh, a separation of church and state. And Newt Gingrich getting elected isn't going to fucking change that. So, well, and what and what what's the reason why they want this to happen? Why do they keep on harping at this exact same thing that is not has no basis in fact? Why do they keep saying there's no separation of church and state? You know, America is a Christian nation. Why do they keep saying that? And the reason why they keep saying that is they are trying to get votes. Yeah. That yep. is the only reason that they are yep. abs- they are saying it. I don't even know that they, some of these people even believe it. But they just – they say it because that is how the Republican Party has been nom- nominated and elected for the past 30 or so years because that's – it happened like late uh, 70s when they started to – you know, the Christian right started to sort of co-opt the Republican Party. And now you have a merger between the two. And the only way you can get elected in this country in the Rep- – certainly by the Republican Party, the only way you can get a nomination is if you – Say things like this. That's the only way to make your voting base enamored with you. Right. And you're right. It is just it is just a voting ploy. And it's just a, a, a way to get people to the ballot box. You know, because ultimately you can't establish – you cannot establish the United States as a Christian nation because there's no such thing as Christianity. It's, it's a series of sects. Yeah. Right. You know, which one do you pick? Like, well, we're going to be – well, we're not going to include the Catholics. And we're not, we're not going to include the Mormons. We're not going to include the Baptists or the Lutherans or the you know I mean like what are you going to do? It's it's a it's a it's a religion that's shattered into a thousand pieces, none of whom agree on on yeah. some pretty I should say none of them, many of whom do not agree on some pretty fundamental principles, and many of whom don't even agree that the other guy is going to be saved or not. Right. Some of them don't even this- agree that we need to be saved or are in any trouble. This is another story from the Los Angeles Times about Gingrich. Um, it, he might not get religious freedoms overturned, um, but he is, on a personal level, something of a complete asshole. Um, this is a story about, uh, 
you know, Gingrich is a big family values sort of a guy. You know, all these Republican assholes, you know, they they, they always spout that family values nonsense, um, many of which don't live up to any actual values my family personally would espouse um, or right. yours or any reasonable human being. Um, Gingrich uh, <clears throat> said of his – I, I got to read this – said of his ex-wife, Jacqueline, she's not young enough or pretty enough to be the wife of the president. And besides, she has cancer. Somebody shot her with the cancer gun or gave her the cancer tic tac. <laughs> Somebody hit her with the ugly stick too. Evidently. Wow. Wow. That dude, that's that's your ex wife. You're the family values guy. That's your thing, man. My family's like your family. I mean he said he, he, what? Yeah, well, that was his slogan, wasn't yeah. it? Newt's family, Newt's family like is fucking... your family or something yeah. like that. Ooh. No, Newt's family is not my family, it turns out. And, you know, this is the same guy, though, who rallies against gay marriage. Right. Like, he's a guy, like, this is a fucking degenerate fuck who's been caught in illicit affairs, who's had fucking, uh, you know, three wives at this point. What? And we're going to be like, oh, yeah, we need to trust his fucking views on marriage. We need to make sure that this bastion of fucking marriage in America is fucking safe to, you know, marry 20 people throughout his life if he wants to. But, you know, you got two two of the same junk. You fucking, if you don't have an innie and an Audi, sorry, buddy. <laughs> well, this is the same guy, like, they had, he had to go to court, you know, to be uh, forced to, 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 to pay support for his family. You know, per the divorce, he was supposed to pay some support to his family. He didn't do it. He had to go to court and be forced to do it. Like, I mean, if you don't, if you're willing to take a shot at a woman who has cancer... And you don't want to support her financially afterwards, and then you know you 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 hide um, a four million dollar book deal. You know, you, what a you, degenerate! You're just a terrible human being. You're a fucking asshole. And I don't understand why anybody would look to this guy as a leader. Um, and it's not because he's had three wives. I don't give a fuck. It's not because he's had an affair. I don't give a fuck. It's because he's a hypocrite. That's the problem, right? I wouldn't give a flying fuck whether or not this guy has had, you know, affairs and had, you know, multiple marriages if he wasn't such a fucking staunch anti-gay marriage person. Right. Who's saying, you don't have this right that I can flaunt and fuck with. Yep. And completely, you know, he doesn't give a fuck what happens to his marriages. You know, this is something that, you know, we're talking about at this point. Six states or something like that allow it? Yeah. A majority of the the people in this country can't have that union, and you're you're flaunting that. Fuck you, you fucking potato head looking motherfucker. Well, look, you know he's the one that makes the he's the one who makes this an issue. I'm not making it an issue. I would right. just let everybody get married. Fucking, I don't care. That's not you know permissiveness is not a stance. Saying hey, I don't care what you do. Go do the thing right. you want to do. That's not really a stance. You know, that's just saying I'm not going to obstruct your happiness. It has no effect on me. It's, I mean, it's, 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 it's small government libertarianism. You know, so that's not really that's not really a hardcore stance. I'm not side. I just don't give a fuck. I don't care who wants to marry who. I don't care who wants to divorce who. I don't care if you get divorced 15 fucking times. But if you're going to make a big goddamn deal about how you're this big upstanding moral son of a bitch. And your family's like my family, and we're gonna have family values here in America. Damn it, root ding ding do. And you've been divorced three times, and you're kind of an ass. 
Well, no. And you and you forbid other people. You try to forbid other people, and you make pushes to forbid right. other people to have a have a union. You're a douchebag. You want to you want to let if we want to codify the sanctity of marriage, then let's eliminate divorce. It's not legal anymore. Right. That'll codify the sanctity of of marriage. I mean, it really will. It'll say marriage is fucking sacred, even though the the, the state should have no bearing on the sacred. But. If that's what you want to do, if you want to say, okay, well, we're going to make, we're going to make marriage a contract you enter into and cannot fucking get out of. Oh, well, well that's something. That's yeah. at least, I, I wouldn't support it, but that's at least uh, logically consistent and fair. Right. You know, I think it's also a terrible idea, but, but, but I mean, it's, that's the next logical step, you know, or you can just say, hey. The state has no business in your business. And if churches decide, hey, I don't want to marry, you know, gay people, then it's okay. Then they don't go to that church and don't marry gay people. It's, it, it, these, aren't, these aren't real problems. These are, these are problems that are created by people to get votes. So that they can appeal to a large a swath of America that is pro-bigot. Right. The pro-bigot swath. It's interesting that so many questions, I guess, do revolve around that, that centeredness that I have of um, respecting life and the potential of every human life, that no, stem cell research that would ultimately end in destruction of life. So this next story is from Real Clear Politics. This just makes me laugh. Um, Gingrich floats Sarah Palin as, as possible vice presidential pick. I mean, it didn't work for the last pasty white guy. I, I doubt this is I'm I like this idea though because she was so much fun to make fun of. You know what's depressing? I think the oh, most don't be depressing thing. Cecil. Yeah, I, I go. It's time to bring the show down a notch, uh, Tom. It starts off so uh, low. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> really, at this point we're going under. Uh, what I what I I was thinking about this morning when I was I was walking. Uh, I was thinking about the feminist landscape or even just the feminine landscape when you look at you know politics for women in the republican party uh the choice you have as a woman right if you're thinking you know i want to vote you know i'm a woman i think you know i want to support a woman who's going to vote go maybe run for president the choice you have right now is michelle bachman oh that is out of all the people you know in the united states yeah and then you take a smaller subsect and say the republican party and you say this is the best woman that they have that could be running at this point. And the point. thing is that that's not true, right? I mean, there are so many unbelievably bright, talented, insanely well-educated women who are also Republicans, but they don't have any traction. Yeah, you got I, Michelle I Bachman. Yeah. And and you now don't get me wrong. There's it's no better with really any of the other candidates. You know, if you're you know looking at the the male side of no, things it's either, not. it's really not. No. You know, we're talking about Newt Gingrich a lot here. That guy's a fuckwit. Uh, but but I just feel feel really bad when I see this sort of thing. You know, we talked about it a couple times. How few women there are in in the Senate. How few women there are in the House. Uh, they just they just don't get any traction. They just don't have a push to to become president. To and and it, being a woman in the Republican Party, I think sometimes could be pretty bad. You know, they're trying to take away reproductive rights from women. You know, I think in you know in a lot of ways. And look at you know shit. 
Michelle Bachman had her gay husband tell her what to study in school for crying out loud. So, so you got to see it. I think as a as a it's it's hard. I think it would be hard to be a Republican woman in general, and then to you know just to be like able to run for for president. It's just it's shocking that the best two to come out of the last ten years of politics in the United States are Michelle Bachman and Sarah Palin. Yeah, and and. Like her lumper, they were mere shadows of the intellect of Hillary Clinton. Yes. You know, and, and, and I'm not I'm not promoting Hillary Clinton one way or the other. But you're right. It's it's depressing because the the thing is that what they've really done is they've put forward female candidates that um like the male candidates, but but I think more aggressively, um try to force an emotional appeal. Right. To the voter, rather than allowing women to flex their substantial intellectual muscle, and finding women who um, would appeal to, to to the intellectual voter, to voters who vote on on real issues, instead, it's almost like it's almost like they're they're purposely hunting for these dimwits who have an ability to appeal to people on on a, on a basic or emotional level. And ignoring the ability of, of women within their uh, group to appeal on, on, a, on a fundamental political and intellectual level. Because these women don't do it. They don't. I mean, it, no, they no. just don't. I mean, if these are the two examples we have, they're so poor. So we're going to pause for a moment to give you all the information that you need to contact us, to uh, find us on email, to send us uh, your uh, uh, messages via the telephone to find us on Twitter and Facebook, and we'll return to ruin the rest of your day in just a moment. You can email these assholes at dissonance.podcast at gmail.com. For more information on this or any other episode, visit the Cognitive Dissonance website, dissonancepod.com. Like our show on Facebook to join in the conversation. Just search for Cognitive Dissonance in Facebook or go to our website for the link. You can converse with us on Twitter. Our Twitter handle is at dissonance underscore pod. Help us out by retweeting and reposting our shows. You can call us and leave us a message at 740-74-DOUBT. That's 740-743-6828. Long distance rates apply. Your help is fucking greatly appreciated. Cecil, more psychic predictions for 2012. Now, we saw on the last show the psychic predictions for 2011 fell flat. Right. Um, I have hopes for 2012. 2012 is the year of the Mayan eruption, spectacular, whatever <laughs> nonsense. Extravaganza. Yeah, it's, it, there's the, like having like a Mayan tent sale or something. I'm right, not sure. Right, Sure, yeah. Exactly. Half price. How that works. Half price pyramid sale. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. I would buy a half price pyramid. <laughs> you know, I don't want to pay full price. That's ridiculous. No, and it's in ruins for Christ's sakes. You should get a discount. It's like open you box should. merchandise, really. Yeah, and everybody's so keep on it. this place is fucking outrageous too. And I mean, it, seriously, someone fucking died in there. Yeah. Just I mean, that's got to be in the disclosures. <laughs> it's got got to be able to pay a little less. Blair Robinson uh, has he he doesn't know. I should be I should be fair to Blair Robinson. Uh, I won't be, but I should be. Um, Blair Robinson says that uh, what he does is time projected empathy, where I imagine myself reading the headlines in the future. I remember the future. That's confusing to remember the future because then it's your past. And now I don't know what to do about that. Anyway, he's got some predictions for 2012. If these come true, it's going to be not such a good year, Cecil. 
Well, some of these are gonna come true. Yeah, but the though. very first one. Well, the first one. Republicans will win the presidential here. debate. That's yeah. depressing. <laughs> the Republicans will win the presidential election. I, you know, again, I feel like he's not hedging his bets here. Uh, right now, the popularity rating for the the Republican House is in the shitter. Yeah. Right now, nobody can really get behind a, a Republican candidate. So I don't know. I think the safe bet is that the incumbent's going to get reelected, but that's just me. Like, I think one of his that that I read and I was just like, no fucking kidding, was the last one. Middle East tensions will greatly escalate in the fall. Motherfucker, Middle East tensions escalate every fucking second week. Yep. Uh, how about news of a thwarted terrorist attack at the Summer Olympics will have the world on edge? That's extremely likely. Right. Extremely because it's a big deal likely. and people always try to fucking bomb that shit. Right. Um, I mean, these are just these are just most of these are silly. Some of them are very specific. Some of them are very specific, but some of them are not so specific. Um, you know, a ferry capsizing in the Philippines. Ferries capsize all the fucking time. Right. You know what I'd like to do? You know how many? Uh, there, there's a fair number of predictions here. Um, I'd be curious what his success rate is. Well, some of these you just gotta you gotta cut out because they 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 have too big a time span. How about I predict uh, North Carolina will be slammed and heavily damaged by storms in April? Here's another one, Tom. I predict a dam will burst, causing much damage within the year. Yeah. On Earth. Okay. Hold on now. A dam will burst, causing much Over the entire world? Like the entire world, you're going to pick that and how much damage? What does much damage mean? Right. Right. So some of these are so – they're so vague. It's impossible. And some of them are so fucking useless. Who cares? In, this, in spite of present rumors, uh, Brad Pitt and, uh, and Angelina Jolie will remain together in 2012. Who gives a fuck? <laughs> Who fucking cares whether they fucking explode tomorrow? I don't understand how this psychic world is supposed to work, right? Is it as petty as the National Enquirer? I mean – do, do I leave an imp- like? Do I leave a discernible psychic impression every year? My wife and I don't get divorced. Our psychics <laughs> all over, like like opening up their psychic newspaper and, and reading a long list of people that don't get divorced. Right. The following is a list of things which won't happen. You know, what I mean, that's not a thing. It's not a thing when nothing happens. When the status quo stays the status quo, you didn't predict anything, right? I predict Jennifer Aniston will get married. Who fucking cares? Don't know. So many people get married in a year. In fact, some people like Newt Gingrich get divorced in the same year. (laughs) Who cares? Well, it's okay. If she's got cancer, you can divorce her. Yeah, there's. Uh, uh, we'll post this list. We'll post. We'll just post a link to the article so you could see the list. But I think you know if these aren't so general, they're just they're just stupid, and people will forget them. He's. I think the ones that are not general are gonna. Be, he's gonna take his hits, right? He's gonna say, "Oh, these were hits next year." And if one of these specific things kind of happens, he's gonna call it a hit and be like, "Look at what I predicted last year," and that'll be his flagship that he'll right. use, right? That'll be the one that he's like, "I predicted that there was gonna be a you know an eruption in the northeast or whatever." And even though it's like fucking a tiny fucking piece of ash falls from the sky, and he considers that an eruption or whatever, you know, that's good. He's gonna hang his hat on. So they do this. They hedge their bets. They pick some real safe, easy shit. With no time limit and no substantial fucking guessing work at all because it always happens. And then they take a few things that are really specific and if one of them becomes true, it's a big fucking deal. 
I'm Raymond Massey, and I have a special message for senior citizens. Today's doctors, drugs, and medical devices truly work medical miracles for young and old alike. But there are some as phony as a $3 bill. Investigate before you invest in health services or products. Help stamp out quackery. So this is an article from uh, Science Based Pharmacy. This is a blog. Um, and it's uh, titled, Why Dr. Oz Will Not Save Pharmacy Practice. The most egregious thing about this article is having to look at Dr. Oz. The very, that picture of him just standing there with his fucking tenting his fingers and looking all like cockeyed and half concerned, like, tell me anything. I'm all Dr. he needs Oz. is his collar to be popped up in that picture. I think that's what he needs. He's missing like the popped up sort of douchebag collar. He's already got the pink shirt with the, with the powder blue overshirt. I hate this. I hate him so much. Just looking at this picture and his false Uh-oh. fucking concern yeah. makes me want to stab him in the eye. <laughs> how dare you have false concern <laughs> for me, sir? But this is basically an article about how pharmacies are using or trying to get on board with the Oz effect, which is similar to the Oprah effect, but just you know, dangerous and uh, market <laughs> supplements to people who come in. Yeah. Um, yeah. Supplements that have been uh, uh, touted on the Dr. Oz show. Supplements which, Cecil, don't do anything. Well, yeah, and all these are like really stupid ones like artichoke extract and white kidney bean extract. Motherfucker, just fucking make me a plate of fucking artichokes and kidney beans. I, know. I was looking what at this fuck? list. I'm like, I don't need the extract, motherfucker. I'll make a fucking salad. There are delicious vehicles to get these things into your body. I do not need to take a supplement for cocoa. I know, I saw Let me that. tell like, you I that right now. That I do not need a supplement for fucking cocoa. Has anybody ever gone to an actual doctor and been like, uh-oh, uh-oh, he's crashing. Give me 10 yeah. cc's of cocoa stat. <laughs> we need a chocolate cake shake. Holy. Put it to him intravenously. Nurse, bring me the Swiss Miss. <laughs> yeah. Stuff with marshmallows. Damn it, I don't want marshmallows. <laughs> don't you die on me. <laughs> <laughs> this is absurd. Dr. Oz is who listens to Dr. Oz? Well, he's a very popular quack on television. Like the thing is, is that he's giving this, he's giving advice. This is what these people do, right? They and this is this is this is symptomatic of a lot of, you know, quote unquote doctors. Now, Dr. Oz, I think, is a medical doctor, but there's a lot of people on on uh, that that sell themselves as doctors. And then they try to tell you that certain procedures and certain things are bad for you. And then they give you uh, this this sort of line that what you need in your life is these things to make you feel better, whatever those things are, right? Uh, this fucking white kidney bean extract because it has a lot of fucking borkium or whatever the fuck. And they're just like, you know, oh, the fucking borkium makes it so you're fucking, you know, your dick stays hard for four hours or whatever. He's going to have he's going to have some sort of stake in this for him to be selling this stuff. He's a salesman. He just happens to have an infomercial that runs daily. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Cecil, it's these these supplements are utterly without merit for the most part. They're, They're completely without merit. The fact that they're even sold in the pharmacy section is an affront to good sense. They shouldn't be sold 
at all, in my opinion. They should be regulated by the FDA, meaning if they're proven effective, great, let's sell them. If they're not proven effective, then they should not be available for purchase as a supplement for things. You, you know, Dr. Oz shows up on this program, and pharmacies are money-making ventures. And he promotes, you know, milk thistle or ginkgo biloba or whatever the fuck he's promoting. And these pharmacies, they watch the show, and then they say, well, like, the fuck, let's capitalize on it. And people come into their, to the pharmacy and they wander about and they see a sign that says, you know, as seen on the Dr. Oz show. And, well, God, TV wouldn't lie to me. Right. And then they buy milk thistle and then they go home. And, and what are you doing? If you've got a serious – if you've got an actual condition that needs to be treated and instead you're trying to treat it with milk thistle or cocoa powder or white bean extract. I mean have a chocolate milk and a cassoulet. I mean what are you doing? You're doing everything wrong, and you're not getting actual treatment. You're not getting actual care. It, 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 and it's so this guy can sell books right. and can can you know promotes promote products for other people. It's not because, harmless. It's part of a right. money making venture, and, and and these people are part of it. They're just the suckers. He's one step away though from the people who sell their own shit, right. right? The people who hawk their own bits of stuff, like that Dr. Schultz guy, right? Who's like I. I sell you – I'll tell you that the medical profession is out to kill me and that I'm – and the doctors don't want me to live because I'm telling you how to beat cancer or whatever. And all you have to do is take this garbage that I fucking dreamt up and, you know, here it is in a fucking <laughs> dropper and, you know, you feed it to yourself and you'll, you'll be fine. You'll be able to live to 107. Right. And again, the whole supplement thing is based on the idea that, you know, the, the only reason you don't feel good is because of some nutritional defect. You're not getting enough selenium. You're getting too much selenium. You're not getting enough, you know, it, that's, that, that has no relationship for most people with the reality of why their body functions properly or doesn't function properly. So Cecil, this was a really interesting, uh, I don't know what to call it. Is this, it's not an article. No, it was, it was, a. it was just like a, I don't know, like a little fact sheet. Yeah. The Celebrities in Science 2011. Um, now, we'll post a link to it. It's, it's actually quite long, um, so we can't go through the whole thing. But, you know, it, go, it goes through a bunch of uh, celebrities and sort of, you know, the, the public comments and nonsense uh, that they've made. And then, you know, right below it, it's like, yeah, not so much. And here's an oceanographer. Like, for example, I'm going to read the first one. Uh, personality, Nicole Snick, Snooky Palazzi, Palazzi, I don't know her name. Snooky, I know her by Snooky. She's the Oompa Loompa on that show, whatever that. Um, she says, I don't really like the beach. I hate sharks. And the water's all whale sperm. That's why the ocean's salty. And then the, there's a doctor, the doctor, the oceanographer, who says, Snooky, it would take a lot of whale sperm to make the sea that salty. <laughs> and then he goes on to explain that it's minerals and that she's a real dumb little, little Oompa and then goes on and on and on. But I think it's great. I think some of these are really fun. Do you have a favorite in here other than the sperm? Because I think everybody's everybody's going to gravitate toward the, the sperm. The sperm one. one is pretty outrageous. The, yeah. Um, I mean, it is. It's clearly my favorite. But I'd be happy to to, to pick another favorite because there's so many of them. Right. Right. There's a lot to choose from that, that are so delightful. Um, the one of the one of the ones I want to talk about because I've heard this so many times. Juliette Lewis, who's crazy. Yeah. Uh, told the Guardian. On a purely nutritional level, coconut water is pretty much the most hydrating thing you can drink. 
and much better than man-made sports drinks. You know, the most hydrating thing you can drink is usually water. Water? <laughs> that's, that's actually the most. Sure. Just because sure. water, by volume, will always have more water in it. Yeah. Than other things that are not 100% water. Right? <laughs> it's, that's, that's, you're nuts. Um, and it's refuted by uh, a sports dietitian that says, in fact, coconut water has about half the amount of carbohydrates, but also a different balance of salts than a typical sports drink. And so could be less hydrating. Yeah. <laughs> now, since I've had coconut milk, it tastes pretty good. It's not bad. It tastes pretty good. I bought one at, at, at the pharmacy when I was grabbing a drink for something, and, you know. I thought I got that in my milk thistle, you know. And uh, yeah, I, t- I had it because I thought it sounded like it would taste good. And it did. And it was hydrating because it's mostly water. Yeah, right. <laughs> so it's watermelon. Uh, okay, so... <laughs> So here's my favorite. Um, This is a French footwear designer uh, was talking to a fellow party guest. She said that uh, what is sexual in a high heel is the arch of the foot because it's exactly the position of a woman's foot when when she orgasms. So putting your foot in a heel, you are putting yourself in a possibly orgasmic situation. And this guy, (laughs) Professor... uh, a, cons- a consultant in sexual medicine says it's important to differentiate causality from effect. A woman's foot may be in that position during orgasm, but that does not mean that putting her foot into that position under other circumstances will result in orgasm. <laughs> I fucking love it. I think that's absolutely awesome. The idea that that's why a woman in a high heel shoe looks sexy. Yeah. Well, I-, I just got to throw this out there. I have never been engaged in a sexual act where a woman was orgasming and I've been paying attention to what her foot looked like. <laughs> My attention has been directed I've been elsewhere. busy doing other things. Yes. You know, I'm not like, hold on a minute, I'm going to look down. Hey, look at your foot. <laughs> wow. Hey, did you know your foot's doing a, like a thing? You wouldn't with believe what your biscuits are doing. <laughs> no idea. Another one too. I want to just mention this. I'm gonna I'm gonna summarize. I'm not gonna read it. But Gwyneth Paltrow basically said that she does a detox. Um, it has spectacular results. Basically, um, she says uh, she uses a specific thing for detoxing, and it gives her mental clarity and drops a few pounds. Blah blah blah. And this person was just like, basically, your body has a built-in detoxification system. It doesn't need any help, and that stuff doesn't help. And Gwyneth Paltrow needs to lose a few pounds like I need to gain a few pounds. Yeah, no kidding. I saw a video of her one time a while back uh, of her making guacamole, right? And so she's making guacamole, and she cuts open the fucking avocados, and she's like, yeah, this calls for uh, one avocado, and I, and I think that that could feed a family of four. And I'm like, what fucking family of four? I'm like, I could eat fucking four avocados. Like, I'm like, blah, blah, blah. like I can shove that shit in my mouth. You make a four avocado guacamole between my wife and I, we can eat it. Four. I, I, we're a family of 16 between the two of us. <laughs> the only thing slowing me down is the pit. You know, yeah. like, it's just like, ah. Because I'll eat that fucking skin. You know what I mean? I'll fucking eat the whole skin. I eat that thing like a fucking apple. What are you kidding me? No, I will admit that Giselle says uh, that she doesn't use uh, sunscreen. Oh, this is awesome. Um, and I, I, I would say because she doesn't use anything synthetic. Well, the sun is pretty natural. And it will yeah. fucking oh, yeah. roast a toast, you stupid. Yeah. 
<laughs> the sun is very natural. But I, I, it's it's hard for me to criticize Giselle for how she takes care of her skin because have you seen her fucking skin? <laughs> No, I haven't. She's an outrageously beautiful woman. I don't know who it is. So. Oh, she's she's a fantastically beautiful woman. <laughs> yeah, I don't I don't give a fuck what no, she really, does. No, she's like no, she just needs you to understand. continue yeah. doing the thing. Yeah. Well, yeah, sure, but uh, you know, the thing is, she's beautiful now. Yeah, <laughs> she's gonna look like a leather bag. A <laughs> but eventually, <laughs> you know, after the surgeries, to take the skin melanomas off her. You want answers? I think I'm entitled. You want answers? I want the truth. You can't handle the truth. So, see, so in the craziest story of the week, um, this is from an article from ExoPolitics, Politics, Government, and Law in the Universe. <laughs> Mars visitors Basiago and Stillings confirm Barack Obama traveled to Mars. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I guess the birther conspiracy just is not enough for some people. Now, black people are from Mars. Um, White people are from Venus? I don't understand. The the best thing about this story is the the confidence with which it is written. (laughs) Definitely. You know, you read this story and it's not like sources report, authorities say. It doesn't – it's just like, no, fuck that noise. We've traveled back in time and gone to Mars and hear what I'm telling you about it. Barack Obama was part of the – this is some crazy bullshit. It's it's written in that um, I just learned what a website was, so I'm going to write my article on one enormously (laughs) long page. This page is awesome because it's like like 4,000 words long. (laughs) And, you know, all you have to do is just read like the first paragraph of this to realize the person writing this is probably fucking sitting in a pool of his own feces. (laughs) Well, let me read that, actually. Yeah. Two former participants in the CIA's Mars visitation program of the early 1980s have confirmed that U.S. President Barack H. Obama was enrolled in their Mars training class in 1980 and was among the young Americans from the program who they later encountered on the Martian surface after reaching Mars via jump room. What does that even mean? Like, none of jump these room. things make any sense. There's there's no fucking references. And then the next paragraph says uh, this person who served in DARPA uh, time travel Project Pegasus. In the 1970s. There's a time travel program called Project Pegasus that we somehow, like, it just names the project. Like, oh, it's Project Pegasus. Like, don't you you realize it's Project Pegasus? Pegasus. I mean, like, fucking, that was not big news back then, right? Remember that time we went back in time? Remember that time we didn't talk about this thing that was a secret project that we're not fucking need to substantiate at all? And I'm just going to tell you that it exists? Yeah, I don't remember that, actually. Um, I also, (laughs) like he says, and fellow chrononaut. 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 I love that, that name. Awesome. That's fantastic. It's like an astronaut for time. That's fantastic. Who was trapped by the Mars program for his technical genius, publicly confirmed that Obama was enrolled in their Mars training class, and then each later encountered Obama during visits to rudimentary U.S. facilities on Mars. That's fucking what the delightful. Fuck? Is this fucking They Live, the fucking movie? I have no... It's awesome. What the fuck? I got to put on fucking sunglasses and walk around fucking Rowdy Roddy Piper all day? The, This is – the comments section is just horrific. The first comment is, Obama must be one of the 144 archons. That's not a thing. (laughs) What is that? What are you saying? What are you saying? 
I, you know, the thing is, is that you can tell the level of crazy in, a, in, in something like this with the certainty in which they use certain terms. Yes. Where in which they'll just say something that they're supposed that everybody is just supposed to believe. Yep. It's like a minimalist poem. <laughs> it's like you have to fucking fill in all the blanks yourself. Exactly. Because you, you what you end up doing, you read a story like this and you're just left you're just you're just like putting pieces together. Oh, that's part of Project Pegasus. And then you have to gain everything from context clues. Because there's no facts of any kind, no substantiation, no sources cited, no elaboration of detail. There's no reporting. Because there's no story, but it is hilarious this whole site if you just bounce around this site oh, i don't know man I this is a, just a compendium of crazy it, it really is i mean just look at the very first you know cecil if you if, if you look at here et council war with gray draco reptilian et is one no false flag <laughs> et invasion that's on the that's that's right up top Right, sure. That's a, it's one of the big ones. <laughs> There's no words. There. The only words I recognize are "war with gray." The rest of it is just nonsense. I love that in the '70s we had a fucking time travel program. Right. Well, that's why we managed to solve all the world's problems. Yeah, sure. We solved every every problem from the '70s up. There was no atrocities that happened because we went back in time and fixed all the atrocities right. from the '70s on. So there's never been an atrocity since, or. Before that, because if you could time travel, couldn't you go back? I guess. Farther? I don't. You know, I'm not sure if time travel works only in one direction. Does it only well, it work does. in the back? I'm gonna tell you right now because we're all time travelers, oh, and it works only in one direction. <laughs> what I what I don't get is like like the <sighs> '70s is the time that you choose to. Could you imagine what that machine looked like in the '70s when you had a, like a like a four ton, fifty megabyte hard drive right. back then? Where, like, you had to have a fucking supercomputer that was the size of, like, a super Aldi. <laughs> like, there wasn't even a 14.4 modem in the 70s. Yeah. I know. It was like a fucking two modem back then. Basically, just fucking tapped it out with Morse code right. to get it into the computer. There technology at this point. It's basically just a series of spoons. What the fuck did you do? Like, the 70s? That's when they made a fucking time travel? What? Yeah, that's that's not a that this is this is a terrific website if you want to poke around and just stare mouth. Yeah, open I mean this at is like Time Cube, right? Like this it is, is except for it's a little more structured. Yep, because it's a blog. Somebody else structured it for him. Because if not, it would be fucking all over the place. So, Cecil, we got to go through our email, and uh, we got a, a review, an app review uh, came through. To us from the uh, Android app. Remember, you can uh, spend two dollars to get an Android app uh, and listen to the show on your Android-enabled smartphone. Somebody did that. Uh, <laughs> Sheila did that. Uh, she sent us some feedback. Cecil, it was not the best feedback we've gotten. No, yeah, we get some some of these mails sometime, and and so I'm going to read it in its entirety. Um, it won't take long. She was she was nice enough to 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 make it short so we could. So Sheila says, "Can't take all this stupid laughing. What's so funny?" Uh, I think the funny thing is that you bought our fucking app. I think that's what's funny. You bought it. Thanks app. for the dollar, Sheila. You bought an app for a free show that yeah. you don't know you already like. That you don't know that you like. Way to go. Uh, if you if you don't like laughing, 
Um, I don't know how the fuck you got through any of it. I don't know why you would listen to the very first moment of the very first show. That's yeah. kind of the shtick here, dummy. Yeah. <laughs> It's like it's like don't have fun. You should not enjoy yourself while you're podcasting. These are very serious issues, right? Right. <laughs> <laughs> Take that, Sheila. That's me laughing. Oh God, that's awesome. Thanks for the dollar, though. We really do appreciate it. We appreciate anybody who buys our app, and uh, and we're happy that you did. Um, you know, you should tell all your other joyless friends not to buy it. <laughs> yeah, I would say that uh, if you know anybody who hates laughing, uh, humor. <laughs> You know, we kind of do open Kidding with around. the whole caveat about irreverence. I'm just yeah, yeah, just throwing it out there. Out Way to go, there. Sheila. Thanks for the buck. We appreciate yeah. it. Tell you what, big fancy. I don't spend a lot of money on stuff I don't know I already like if I can have yeah. it for free. And you know, here's the thing: in the, spec- in the skeptic world, there's plenty of shows out there where they don't laugh at all. Right. Go listen to those shows. That's called those most shows of are them. fucking made for you. Yeah, that's your thing. Uh, we also got another email uh, from Hyun Woo. Um, Hyun Woo sent us an email. No, it's different. It's, uh, there's a C in there, I thought. Isn't it Sean no. or Chun? H-Y-U-N Woo. No, I know, but like you pronounced it correctly last time. Sid says, thanks for butchering my name. Tom said it perfectly the first time. So you said like Shwan Woo or Sean Did I? I thought I said Hyun Woo. No. Well, I don't know what the you fuck s- I said. I can't be responsible for everything I say. I can swear you said it different. Th- you can- Look, spell it out phonetically, Juan Wu. You cannot <laughs> hold me accountable for my own words and actions. I, how dare spell you, Spell it sir? out phonetically. <laughs> but I do like, I do, he sent us a Catholic logo that I will post. Um, oh. That is, wow. In light of, uh, well, Catholicism, oh. this is not oh, the best logo. No. Oh, no. <laughs> Oh. It's basically if you if you don't get a chance to go to our site, I can describe it for you. It's basically got a priest. You can tell he's a priest because he's all in black. But he's got a little white deal by his neck, and uh, it's, it's a Hitler mustache. It's got a, and then it's got like a little kid whose head is right at waist level, reaching up for him, and uh, and if you look at it differently and you and you consider that 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 is actually the outline, it looks like his crotch is glowing. <laughs> So if you look at it in a different way and pretend there's no kid there, it just looks like he's wearing weird pants with a glowing crotch. Oh, my God. It's a divinely inspired crotch. It's actually so. the archbishop's new outfit. So they're getting they're getting uh, glowing Zubaz. Well, thank you, listener from Korea, who we cannot pronounce your name. We appreciate it. You know, we just can't say it. We just can't say it. Spell it phonetically for us. Just send it to us phonetically. We promise we'll say it correctly. But... I, we can't even remember how we said it. At this point, <laughs> at this point, it's actually just as much fun not to pronounce your name properly. Yeah, right, right. Um, we also got a delightful email from a bot. Um, yeah. I think I have to say this is my favorite bot. <laughs> bot of the week. This is about two bot days ago. It's just like you read my mind. You apparently know a lot related to this. You don't listen to this <laughs> show, bot. <Yeah. laughs> You need to start listening to Sheila. Like you wrote the book in it or something. I read a lot of books in things. I wrote the book. I wrote the book in yeah. it, dude. It, it is my opinion that you could do with some picks to drive what it's all about home a little. <laughs> but in addition to that, it's really terrific blog. <laughs> it's really terrific blog. <laughs> I think that's what he's he's referring to us as blog. So. I, I love the phrase, but in addition to that. I don't <laughs> – I can't begin to parse the grammar of that phrase. It, it, That's great. It's That's baffling. wonderful. I love it. Thanks, bot. 
Well, in the middle of the show, we give you lots of ways in which to contact us. We love to get email. Um, we love to get Android app feedback, and we love to get uh, we love to get messages. We love to get phone calls. So give us a call. Give us a message. Uh, closing out 2011 here, verging on 2012. It's been a great year for us, and uh, and we thank everybody for listening thus far. And uh, and hopefully, before the world ends on December 21st, this upcoming year, we're going to have a lot of fun. Uh, so until next time. We are going to leave you, as always, with the Skeptic's Creed. Credulity is not a virtue. It's fortune cookie cutter, mommy issue, hypno Babylon bullshit. Couched in scientician, double bubble, toil and trouble, pseudo quasi alternative, acupunctuating, pressurized, stereogram, pyramidal, free energy, healing, water, downward spiral, brain dead, pan sales pitch, late night info docutainment. Leo Pisces, cancer cures, detox, reflex, foot massage, death in towers, tarot cars, psychic healing, crystal balls, Bigfoot, Yeti, aliens, churches, mosques, and synagogues, temples, dragons, giant worms, Atlantis, dolphins, truthers, birthers, witches, wizards, vaccine nuts, shaman healers, evangelists, conspiracy, doublespeak, stigmata, nonsense. Expose your signs. Thrust your hands, bloody, evidential, conclusive. Doubt even this. The opinions and views expressed in this show are that of the hosts only. Our poorly formed and expressed notions do not represent those of our wives, employers, friends, families, or of the local dairy council. 